0: Hey, it's Gonzano I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more, and leave us some feedback.
1: Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to the Baldcast, a production of John Bald Baldface Truth. Back to the Baldface Truth with John Gonzano on seven fifty, the game.
0: I'm going to watch Utah and Washington State tonight. I'll tune into a bunch of Pac-12 games over the weekend. I am very curious if Jaden Grant, team captain at Oregon State, does he step away from football over the weekend? Does he just take a moment to let his uh, mind rest? Uh, Oregon State will not play again until next Friday night when they go to Husky Stadium to play Washington. Jaden joins us every week, courtesy of your local Jamba Juice. Jamba, life is better blended. Jaden Grant joining us now. Hey, uh, do you watch football on a week like this, or do you take the mental break?
1: I was actually just talking about this. I'm, I'm definitely going to get up on Saturday uh, early morning and try to you know watch as many games as possible. i out here in Hood River right now with Dalen, so definitely going to enjoy ourselves, but we'll definitely be watching some football on Saturday. Uh,
0: I like that you're getting away. I think you guys did you only did you only have one practice this week? Is that right, Coach? Give you the rest of the week off.
1: Yeah, we had one practice, and then we just had two lifts uh, throughout the week.
0: How does that feel to you? Because the, the body has to need sort of a rest.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it came at, at the perfect time, um, you know, this by a week allowing guys to really recover, recover their bodies and, and just get your body feeling it, as well as possible, and, you know, also mentally as well. So it, it came at a great spot for us.
0: Help us out when you watch a game. Um, you know, sometimes when I go to a game, even if it's a blazer game, if it's a football game, I'm always thinking what would I write? What time is it? What's the what's what would be my deadline? Like, you know, I'm I'm thinking of, uh, like a journalist. When you watch a game, can you just watch it as a fan or are you always looking at what coverage are they in? What's the alignment? How many receivers? Okay, there's an empty backfield. How are you watching a game?
1: Uh, when I'm watching when I'm watching film, obviously, you don't watch it as a fan. You, you watch it really strategically, you know, try to pick up as many things as possible. But, um, you know, like I said, there's two different ways to watch, you know, football. Like, you, know, you watch it breaking down film, and you can watch it you know, for entertainment as a fan. So um, I think that I'll definitely be watching it as a fan. Um, the only time that I'm really watching a TV copy or a live-action game and kind of trying to look at those things is if maybe we play them later down the line or, or something like that, or, or if just my eye catches something, you know, certain things pop up. Um, that you definitely catch. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Utah will play Washington State tonight. Uh, I'm I'm eager to see that game because you guys in a week will play a Friday game, and weird stuff tends to happen on these weeknight games. What makes them different in your mind? You've played them, the Thursday night and Friday night games. How are they different than a Saturday uh, as a player?
1: Um... I mean, the only thing I can think of through my time is you always like, you know, Friday games, especially if they're away, because you got to get out of school a day earlier (laughs) because you drop (laughs) on that Thursday. (laughs) Uh, For for me, it's not much different. Um, It'll be nice for us because I I will probably have Saturday off and practice Sunday and have Monday off again. So you kind of get an extra day off of rest as well after a game, which is cool.
0: You mean you get out of that that yoga class that you have on a Thursday or whatever it is?
1: <laughs> yeah, my my online yoga class.
0: <laughs> Thank goodness you don't have to do that. Uh, Jane Grant is with us, Oregon State defensive back. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about kind of the road in front of you guys. You you have Washington next Friday. Uh, you get a little lull in front of it. You guys are sitting at six and two, like. This, you have a shot at a 10-win season. If I had gone back and told Jaden Grant in year two, year three, hey, you know, you don't just be patient, put in the work, uh, would that kid have believed me?
1: Yeah, definitely. He, he definitely would have believed you. I think that's just part of being a competitor. And I just think that's part of, you know, playing the game that you love with so much passion. Um, I think there's only one play, the way to play the game, and that's, you know, to try to win at all costs. And that's how I've always been, you know, regardless of the ups and downs. So um, you know, somewhere along the line, through the ups and downs, uh, you start to see a little bit of success, and you start to see the process work. So I, I think even still back then, if you have said that it was a possibility, um, I would have believed you. But I would have known that it, it took a lot of work. Um, you know, as it did. The uh, it was
0: interesting to see the awards come out, like the weekly awards, and and your guy Alex Austin was named yeah, as the yeah def- oh yeah defensive player of the week. Let's let's let people get to know Alex a little bit. You you guys are close. Um, yeah. you know you had, had a pick six in the third quarter and you know 42 yard touchdown that's a long way to run for for a pick with a pick six a lot of fun to see that you had also been a player of the week that, now you know you both i think it's the third time like oladipo had a player of the week too i think earlier yeah. in the year but yeah, you know it's yeah it's interesting to to watch you guys like to help us know alex austin a little bit as a player and as a person
1: well first off alex austin he's, he's a tremendous uh, human being uh, I think we've talked about his scholarship that he had, you know, the first thing that he did with his NIL opportunity was create a, a scholarship for, you know, students in need. So that was really cool to see, but just, you know, him off the field, he's, he's a really good down to earth guy, a uh, really likable guy. Everybody likes him, you know, in the locker room. And then he's also a, a great leader. Um, guys that I'm um, a guy that kind of holds himself accountable to the highest standard and a guy that, you know, teammates respect when, when they, when he holds them accountable because they know he's coming from a good place, you know, and then on the field, um, You know, a guy six one six two, you know, long arms and great feet, you know, and fast and can, and can really cover. And then another thing about Alex, you know, if you watch close, you watch his game, it's he'll come up and, you know, he'll put his face in the fan too. He know, he likes to hit. He won't shy away from contact. So, you know, I love playing with that dude.
0: I, uh, I know his dad. I think his dad is like a city councilman in in Long Beach yeah. or something. And mm-hmm. But Alex and I on on Media Day, we talked about his music career. Is Does he have a future in music?
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, he does have a couple of songs, I'm like, okay, those are those are some hits. Um, but you never know with a guy like that. You know, a guy like Alex, you, know, you don't just think about, you know, football when, when I think of him. Um, you know, I think he'll have a, a great career. I think he'll play football for a long time because he's really good at that. But you just know with a guy like him, um, he's going to be successful in whatever he chooses to do. And, you know, he has so much to offer to the world outside of just football.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's neat to, to kind of get to know you guys away and I think it's part of why you coming on every week we started this with Jaquiz Rogers years ago uh, yeah. he was the first guy who came on every week and he did it for two years and you've now you've matched him for two years now so I think it's <laughs> neat to see that um, he also has a does he have a football family like there's more than one kid in that family playing football
1: yeah uh, yeah my, my boy Dalen Austin um, he's a senior at, at Long Beach probably you know big time recruit and he's more of the same you know real down there You know, cool thing about their relationship—you can tell that you know he really looks up to his older brother, and and, you know, knowing Alex, a a great role model for him to have. So you know, they come from a really great family, Um, Mrs. Austin, Mr. Austin—you know, amazing people.
0: Jalen going to go to Oregon State or LSU or where is he going?
1: (laughs) Man, if we we had it me and Alex's way, he he would definitely be going to Oregon State. So uh, (laughs) we'll see, we'll see where he ends up. how much of that
0: goes on? Because it's it's interesting to see, like, in the NBA, players are recruiting, right? There's a lot of recruiting that goes on. In college football, how much, uh, you know, is encouraged? How much happens you know, over the years? Is, is it happening more now than maybe in the past? You know, how does that work? Or do you kind of just respect that, you know, everybody's got their decision to make and you kind of don't want to be uh, pushy about it?
1: Uh, I think there's, there's a fine line, um, you know, between – wanting what's best for you or wanting what you want to happen because you have a relationship with that person and, and wanting what's best for that person. Um, I don't think both can exist at the same time, too, especially in a situation like that. But, you know, for me personally, whenever I – you know, like I still keep in contact with – there's a lot of guys who are, you know, other places who I still have kept in contact with just from, you know, the relationship that we built off their recruiting trip. And I always even tell the guys that take visits here, like, I don't even care if you come here to Oregon State. You know, I, I genuinely care that you go to the place that – you best feel, you know, is going to be best for your career, and you're going to have the most success. So I think that's always the most important thing for everybody because ultimately, you know, if you're in that position, what would you want somebody to do, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think it's evident, like, at the end of games and you see players kind of saying, hey, good game or whatever, before they get off the field, it's a lot of times you'll see guys that played against each other or with each other in high school, you know, taking a minute. But other guys, I've asked, and they go, oh, no, no, he was just on a recruiting trip, uh, and I connected with him. And, he's, you know, you know each other, don't you?
1: Yeah, for sure. You, you definitely do. And, I mean, it, it's a little bit different for me because I didn't take many recruiting trips. But, you know, there's guys who talk about all the time, you know, how they know certain guys that were playing Oh, uh, You know, we were on a recruiting trip junior year or senior or whatever it may be. You know, those guys are still, you know, really close, even though they never even, you know, knew each other before or went to the same college. So. You know, it's kind of cool how sports, you know, brings us together in that way. All
0: right. Hood River. What are you doing out in Hood River? You going windsurfing? What's going on out there?
1: <laughs> Definitely not doing uh, any windsurfing, but just out here relaxing, man. Right now, I'm, I'm in, uh, I think I'm like probably like 10 minutes past, I think Moiser, something okay. like that. No so idea. I staring <laughs> at a, staring at a beautiful view right now in this nice little, little townhouse. Uh, it'll be a nice little relaxing weekend.
0: All right. Jaden Grant, uh, have a good weekend, and I will catch you next week as we start to focus on your game with Washington. Have fun, man.
1: Cool. Thank you very much for having me, John. All
0: right. Anytime. There's Jaden Grant. That interview brought to you by your local Jamba Juice. Jamba, life is better blended. All right. Coming up top of the hour, Mark Few, Gonzaga basketball coach, you'll uh, hear our interview. Uh, Up next, though, our big splash. Leave it here.
1: You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano. On 750 The Game.
0: Well, Damian Lillard uh, left last night's Blazers game with an injury. Blazers have subsequently uh, given us some follow-up, given some update. Uh, He left last night's game in the third quarter. MRI taken today. Has confirmed a grade one strain of the right calf. He will be reevaluated in one to two weeks. I think when you start, like when you uh, issue this release, the I don't know. Do, uh, let me just get your reaction, Stephen. When you saw the Blazers PR team send out this release at two o two p.m. today, did some part of you go, "Uh oh"? Because it's the headline. The subject line was Damian Lillard injury update.
2: Yeah, because after the game, Dame really downplayed it. Right, like he said, I, if it was a playoff game, I would play. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he talked about even like, yeah, I would missed one game, but I'll be back. So, like, yeah, it was it was weirdly written, like it was going to yes. be a serious injury.
0: It scared me, and I went, uh oh, and I opened it, and I went, oh. So he strained his calf, and he'll be back in a week or two. I think the news is like, I didn't need the MRI or whatever. I just think that why don't they just come out and say, hey, we have confirmed, or Damian Lillard has a calf injury; he'll be. Re-evaluated. But I guess they want to know that an MRI was taken. Um, uh, I'm glad they didn't say the MRI results were negative, because when I hear negative, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, an MRI taken today confirmed a grade one strain of the right calf. I wake up with a grade ro- one strain of every muscle. So uh, Damian Lillard, one to two weeks. Blazers got beat last night, perfect record. Uh, knocked down to four and one. Heat beat them badly, one nineteen to ninety eight. Uh, any takeaways last night, or was it kind of looked to me like they just had, they had sort of, uh, you know, got to four wins and that's all they had.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, offensively for the Heat, they've been really struggling shooting the basketball. But last night, Max Drews, Tyler Hero got on fire and got on one. And then as soon as the Dame injury happened, the offense for the Blazers just fell off a cliff. And you know, sometimes that happens where you know, all of a sudden a guy goes out down and you just can't adjust to that moment. So, you know, I talked about this on my podcast. Um, like the Blazers need to face some adversity, and this is a real big adversity test, right? With Dame being injured, how do they react to that? Because the guys are going to have to step up. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they do. But, you know, I thought last night, it's like you said, they'd won four in a row. They ran into a buzzsaw team that just hit a bunch of threes. Your star player goes out. It was a tough spot once Dame got hurt.
0: That'll bring us to our Big Splash. It is the one thing that you need to know.
1: This is the one thing you absolutely need to know today. Look, look, look at it. Where? Sure, Down there. But the, the Big Splash.
0: Well, we got a uh, controversy in the NBA 2K League. They have indefinitely disqualified six players and a coach for violating gambling and fantasy rules. That's right. This is in uh, the world of gaming. Uh, <laughs> Blazer Gaming, Blazer 5 Gaming, Jazz Gaming, Mavs Gaming, uh, I guess all wagered or attempted to wager on NBA 2K League games. Some uh, individuals, an investigation uncovered all this. The players broke league rules. They failed to report and they failed to cooperate with the investigation. Uh, the Blazer 5 gaming coach, Andrew Maxey, and a player, Marquise Gill, were also disqualified indefinitely from all-league activity for uh, failing to cooperate with the league's investigation. I did not know this was a thing. Stephen, did you know that the gamers were not allowed to gamble on the gaming?
2: Um, I mean, I would guess that, you know, I didn't know that for sure, but just knowing from why I worked in the NBA, like, it was very clear you cannot bet on anything in the NBA. So I would guess since they're, you know, quote-unquote professional gamers that are in the NBA, like, you, it would probably be well known that they can't do that.
0: Give me an idea, like, you know, because you've worked in that world, and people don't know Stephen worked for the Blazers were you doing scouting? Were you doing video evaluation? What was what was yeah. your role? Yeah,
2: so I was in the video. Uh, I was in the scouting department as a video analyst. So uh, basically, I was just watching like their upcoming opponents, and I would watch basically you know the last four, five, six games that they just played in the regular season, and track down what plays they're running and how they're running it and who's running it and you know every little every little detail in a basketball play. I had to track every play of every game.
0: So give me an idea, like for, for listeners and for myself, like, you know, we haven't worked in that capacity. How do they make it clear to you that, hey, you're even as an employee in the video department, you're not supposed to be uh, wagering on games?
2: Yeah. I mean, so the, it's obviously it's in the employee handbag. There's a huge, giant section in it. And then um, when they hire you, they tell you straight out, like, you cannot. Bet on games, no matter what. Like you can't bet on the Blazers, you can't bet on the Bulls, you can't do any of that stuff for money, and you can't. And definitely, uh, they also like reiterate numerous times as you're working for them, like do not give out any information to anybody because you don't know how that information is going to be used. So keep it in house.
0: I see. So you have to do. That. Do they tell you that it's a fireable offense or yes. out they, of? Yeah,
2: they will. Uh, they say it's definitely a fireable offense if they find out like you do any of it.
0: Interesting. So, so there should be no discrepancy. I, maybe it's just me. Like, I knew there were gaming teams, but I didn't know that there was like a whole. I didn't know you could bet on that. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, I didn't know that was a world that you could get into. And I'm not gonna start
2: doing my <laughs> picks on gaming. Oh, that that'd be a good one. Who's gonna do no. Blazer gaming or Mavs gaming? No, no. But uh, yeah, when I worked for the Blazers, <laughs> like, also another thing, like, I went to Vegas uh, for the NCAA tournament. Like, I've done that numerous times in my life. Uh, and they, you know, because I asked them, I said, can I bet on the NCAA tournament? They said, yes, but make sure you do not bet on anything on the NBA. Like wow. they were very clear about it. Um And I was just like, you know, a low level employee, like at the bottom of the total Like no one knows who I am, but they told me to make sure I did not do any of that. So uh, they take it very seriously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the gaming industry, John, it's a huge thing. And yeah. I remember during the pandemic, like that was the big one. Like they were. Uh, showing video games and they were having people bet on it. Like that was when it got really popular. But now that these professionals are out, you know, it's it's the same thing. Like people love it and they love to watch it. Like my kids, they watch people play video games. Like yeah. and he's eight years old. Like he just. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't, I don't get it. It's <laughs> I, I like he has the game. I'm like, don't you just want to play the game? And he's like, no, I want to watch him play. Like I just, you know, maybe that's just me being old.
0: I went to uh, there's an uh, there's a convention every year in Anaheim. It's called uh, it's called VidCon. And uh, it's like 20 years old, but uh, it attracts like 100,000 kids who play games. They're all gamers, or they have YouTube channels, or they're really just into TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. And I went with my uh, now college sophomore when she was about like maybe 13 or 14. We we made it kind of an annual trip. We'd go down. We would go to VidCon. We would go to Disneyland. And for me, it was a real eye-opener because I walk into the Anaheim Convention Center, And they did these meet-and-greets with gamers. And I didn't know who any of these gamers were. And some of the people that were the biggest stars that attracted the largest crowds, and I'm talking like thousands of kids chasing the gamers through the convention center while they're trying to walk to the meet-and-greet area, chasing them like they're the Beatles. And some of the celebrities, using air quotes, Ha- had YouTube channels where their whole shtick was they didn't even play the game, they just watch someone else play the game and they commentate it or they narrate it or you know they do a picture-in-picture, picture. and it's remarkable to me that that had become a thing. Like I I literally literally commented to my kid I said Barbara Walters could walk in here and nobody would know who she was, but PewDiePie over here whoever that is. He's got six million people following him on YouTube, and I have no interest in you know who this person is. But they're chasing him. Just everybody trying to get a selfie, trying to get a you know, hello, I, I met PewDiePie or whoever,
2: whatever the gamer's name is. Yeah, and that is a real real person. I just looked this up. Uh, yep. Yeah, because he you know PewDiePie has twenty eight point six billion views total on YouTube. Yeah. You know, yeah. a- he averages, you know, average views is 7.7 7 million. That's a lot. He, you know, so he gets a lot of money uh, per year. I mean, he's a millionaire just based off of his yes. videos. So it's like, it's a real job that people go for now. And, you know, my son has said that. He's like, you know, I'm like, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? He's like, I'm going to be a YouTuber. I'm like, hm, all right, well, good luck with that. But, you know, yeah, it's a thing that people like. I, I asked
0: PewDiePie why, why he picked the name PewDiePie. And he says when you play a video game, it's pew, pew, pew. And that's how he, <laughs> that's how he picked the YouTube handle. That he uses, and now that kid is making, and he's not a kid anymore, but that kid is making, like, millions of dollars a year with making uh, apparel and playing Minecraft and doing whatever, and he's been banned, and, you know, but he apparently is retired.
2: You know what? How do you retire from gaming? Well, when you get banned from a game, does that, like, uh, you know, up your rep score? Like, oh, man, this guy, (laughs) he got banned. We got to, you know. Yeah. He's a real OG now. Yeah. He says that
0: YouTube has shadow banned him. And so he did a soft retirement. Mm. You know, haven't we all? Haven't yeah. we all done a soft retirement? But uh, apparently he's now 33 years old. That's the other thing. So I don't know. <laughs> Retired um, at
2: 33 sounds nice.
0: Yeah. Hanging it up. Uh, so much work. So much work doing those YouTube videos. Uh, all right, coming up, you're going to hear from Mark Few, the Gonzaga basketball coach. Gonzaga has created a brand that is undeniable in men's basketball. They're doing some interesting new things in conjunction uh, with uh, Tennessee. They're going to be playing a pay-per-view game tomorrow. That's an exhibition. Uh, they're curious to see how it's going to go. You'll hear Mark Few talk about that, and I'll ask him about the possibility of Gonzaga to the Pac-12 coming up. <laughs>